What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? We back, we back, we back, man. Y'all already know, man. You know, today is another great day. And it's time for another chapter of the Auto Thug Agraphy of Turk. I hope everybody doing good, man. I heard they didn't open up the um country. Wow. They didn't open up the country. That's another story, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, right now, man, we reading the autothugography of Turk. And we in chapter five. Chapter five. Cash Money Churn. 1991 through 1999. We received three educations. One from our parents, one from our schoolmasters, and one from the world. The third contradicts all that the first two teaches us. Everybody signed with Cash Money had the flies, whips, except Wayne and me. We were both just too young, and my mama definitely wasn't having it. In order to get my first whip, I had to first have my L's license. Wayne and I being the cheering at Cash Money, as Baby called us, had become real close during these years while we learned the business from the sidelines, patiently waiting our time to shine. Besides spending our days and nights inside the studio developing our flows and writing songs, we passed the time tossing what still seemed like a million broads. We were Cash Money and everybody was throwing us the pussy. The old, young, real old, and the real young. The Holiday Inn on Veterans Boulevard in Metairie, Louisiana, a 10-minute drive from Uptown, was headquarters and where we tossed the majority of these broads. Shonis Inn and the Landmark Hotel were also frequently used for tossing, but the Holiday Inn was practically Cash Money's hotel. We all had heavy traffic of females from all over the South, but Wayne and my young ass would even try to toss bras that Baby and Slim would leave at the hotel after they smashed them, and more than a few times we were successful. One broad in particular I'll never forget because she was one of the chicks who was featured in our baller blocking movie. Slim hollered at her while on the set shooting. The exotic feature that made her memorable was her tongue. Baby girl had a long ass tongue like a real lizard. Shortly thereafter, down in the studio during a recording session, Slim was there with Miss Lizard. He was kind of acting like he didn't caught feelings, but she was peeping at Young and Thuggin's way. We both quickly communicated with our eyes, and when the time was right, we made our move into an available blind spot of the lobby. I'm now embarrassed to admit that, yes, for the first time in my life, Mr. Young and Thuggin got good head from a real lizard. The length of her tongue nearly reached the mid part of her neck once she stuck it out. We were getting so much pussy that Wayne and I created a game out of it. Everybody we tossed, we would keep their panties. And after a week, we would get together to count the panties we both accumulated to see who was the winner that week. These were the kind of games that the Cash Money Churn played. We even recorded a song called Toss a Bitch that got his inspiration from our little game. At this time, Wayne was green to the fact that I was messing around with drugs. It was a habit I had picked up around age 14. While I was at a DJ, my cousin gave me my first hit of powder, cocaine, but it was at my own request. Let me hit that shit, nigga, I said, as we was taking a hit. Getting bent on drugs in New Orleans was like a fashion statement in the hood. The first time I snorted coke, I loved the drain, and it made me boot up and feel cool as I was walking through the DJ. 
from the per- from that point on, I didn't want to be without it. So when I was with Wayne, I would disappear into the exercise room and snort coke until I was full. I'd pop back up out of nowhere, sweating like a slave, faking in front of Wayne like I just finished working out. I've been sweating so bad that even after jumping in the pool, I still be sweating. Although I didn't know it then, cocaine is a stimulant that raises body temperature. If I actually had been going hard with the exercise after using it, I could have given myself a heat stroke. But what did I know at 14 except that getting high made me feel good? Some years had passed and I had finally got my driver's license. Wayne too. I immediately flipped the all-black Camaro with 18-inch Momos, identical to BG's that was all white. Around this time, Slim and Baby were going back and forth to New York negotiating a legendary distribution deal that took cash money to the next level. Baby left Wayne his drop-top jag and we were in it and stunting hard. We hit the interstate and it looked like rain could be possible, but we were dead in the middle of stunting and ignored the dark clouds and overcast skies, but both signs of heavy rain. Wayne was pushing the Jaguar hard when suddenly we drove into a downpour with the top with top of baby's Jag down. Wayne hit the button to the top, but because we were going so fast halfway through the quick motion of the vehicle, the top got caught and was thrown off track by the wind. The rain was coming down harder and harder on this section of the interstate and all inside of baby's car. We pulled over and tried to get the top fastened down, but for some reason it was it was locking. We jumped back on the interstate, each of us with one hand sticking out the window holding the top down with baby Jaguar looking like a bathtub. I just knew that baby was going to kill us, but Wayne was calm about the situation and baby never tripped. Not that I knew of anyway. We were spending a lot of time at the Holiday Inn on Veterans Boulevard, and before Wayne and I realized how quickly phone calls and room service could run wild, Baby was on another business trip and left us with one of his credit cards. After for a week, Wayne and I were retarded reckless with room service and on the phone. For some reason or another, we were contacted by the front desk and notified that our bill had reached the $10,000 mark. I knew we had messed up big this time, but again, LeWayne had talked us out of it some kind of way. As we got older and started realizing the actual financial scope of our cash money family and the genius of the company that Slim and Baby had created, I could do nothing but laugh at the fact that I was ever nervous about destroying the interior of any toy or messing up 10 measly thousand dollars worth of play money. That's all it was. And later it was revealed that after each of our antics, Baby would always get a good laugh out of any mistake we made and would tell anybody with their earshot, them cheering was at it again. A phrase we, especially myself to this day, still give him a reason to utter. <laughs> Even though we tossed plenty of groupies of all ages, races, states, and cities, at the same time, Wayne and I both had girlfriends that we considered ourselves in love with. At this time, Wayne's girlfriend was Toya and mine was Renata. One night, fresh off the road, Wayne was bored and had the idea of us taking them to the dollar show. We all agreed that I got the hookup would be the movie we check out. And with that, we hopped in Baby's Baby Mama green minivan. We entered the theater, cash money swagged out, and found us some good seats to let the movie watch us get our freak on. This was also the time that the fat next tail two ways were out. Wayne and Toya sat up top while me and Renata grabbed us some seats at the bottom closest to the movie screen. The movie started, and I was just getting in Renata Jean with my two-way shirt. It was Lil Wayne. I answered, and he told me he had some niggas up where he was sitting hating on him. 
Instantly, I jumped up, and with my know your mentality, I wanted to sneak on a nigga just for playing games with my little brother. But Wayne just wanted to go, so we left without having to get down. This was just an early snapshot of how haters would later try us. Another time, we were all in Houston, Texas for a couple of weeks recording the Hot Boys Get It How You Live album. Bun B from UGK, who were cool with, who we were cool with, came to the studio to bless the track. I'm coming. This was my first time being in the presence of that kind of greatness. Bun B did his verse in 10 minutes, a whole 16 ad-libs and everything. After the session, Wayne and I, who were always put inside hotel rooms with double beds, had two bras already waiting for us. So he was in one bed and I was in another. A couple hours later, after flipping them like quarters, they left. LeWayne and I were known for tossing hoes, as we called sharing women. The two women in question were sisters that we would toss every time we were in Houston. It seemed like fun on the road in Houston as usual until we were back on the tour bus heading out. Shit, I mumbled to myself, scratching my groin. The feeling was better than the normal itch, but I didn't know what to think. Wayne was scratching too, and Baby and Slim figured out we both had the crabs. They took us to the pharmacy and got us some medication. Put it on and scrub it with a white towel, baby told us. I followed his instructions and sure as shit stank. Small polka dot crabs were moving just like a real crab on the, on the beach. The lesson I learned was that there were things other than HIV and STDs, so it didn't matter if I strapped on a condom. But the allure of fast women and the rap life was just too enticing. Before I knew it, we were back on the road, back to doing what we did best. Still, we didn't stop tossing women. We just got some public pubic lights powder and waited until we were healed. And then them churn was added again. Baby, a.k.a. the Birdman, was really like our father. I had grown up under my mama after my daddy split, but I constantly soaked up the game from Baby. Even when he didn't know it, I was listening, watching, and learning from this man. Aside from getting a first-hand look at the business of music and how to write bars, I also learned how to be a man. When I was around mama, I would curse just out of respect for her. I wouldn't curse just out of respect for her. But being raised by baby, the situation became more psychological. Since baby and Slim didn't care we used curse words, we seemed to have lost the desire to use them. Now, that's a lesson in life. Even though we could, Wayne still never cursed on his songs out of fear of his mama, Miss Sita. But I was young and thugging whenever I stepped into the booth. Wayne little ass was able to curse in baby's presence, but he was still too young to drink, but not me. I had Wayne by a few years, and baby let me get my drink on with Moet, Crystal, Ruby Red, and Absolute. Wayne hated the fact that I had this privilege and would get real mad whenever I came around him drunk. Despite me being able to do some things that little Wayne couldn't, baby made sure he looked out for both of us. He used to have different women always cooking for his churn. Mia used to cook a big-ass batch of baked chicken and macaroni and cheese. We would mob over to her place with baby and smash everything that she cooked. We ate right before we went into the studio, which was like being in heaven with the music god, the one and only Manny Fresh. Fresh with Cash Money Records in-house producer, and he produced every one of our tracks. Every time he was in action, this nigga would demonstrate his craft like a pure genius. Throughout my career, Fresh taught me how to record on that professional level. Not only that, he showed me how to have fun while taking care of my business. This he also seemed to have mastered. If while in the studio, Manny Fresh was mad, baby would yell out, What y'all done did to Lovely? 
Lovely was Manny Fresh, other name that Baby and Slim called him. Baby automatically knew that somebody must have did, done something because Fresh loved cracking jokes, laughing, and having fun. When it was time to handle business with the atmosphere still filled with love, fun, positive energy, Fresh would nonchalantly ask me to spit a verse for him while still enjoying a good laugh he listened. After he heard what he needed to hear, he would start with a drum kick that eventually became his signature mark. All you had to do was be serious about your business and the rest was history. Around the time Juvenile was recording his 400 Degrees album, we had a show in Nashville, Tennessee. Backstage, a dude from the way named Jimmy, a.k.a. Twine, introduced us to another up-and-coming artist named Young Buck. Right after meeting each other, Buck and I clicked up tight. We were all in the music game and hunger on the grind. Often, we were booked to the same shows on the road, putting in their work. While down in Pensacola, Florida for another show, we ran into Young Buck and back at our hotel room, some funny-ass shit happened. I had a group in my room who was so starstruck in love that she fucked the whole count when I told her to. Shorty was a hot girl for real. Lil Wayne and I were sharing our double bed room as usual, but for some reason this time, Young Buck had to stay in the room with us. So there was an extra let-out sofa in our room, which really was nothing, because we all were young and thugging and would have slept on the floor. We had to. I noticed that Wayne and Buck kept their distance from each other, but to me, to my knowledge, there was no actual incident where either of them was disrespected. Wayne was my little brother, and like I said, Buck and I clicked from the first time we were introduced by Twine down in Cashville, Tennessee. Now, my hot girl was ready for some action, so I told her to take care of Buck, and for some strange reason, Wayne got mad as hell. Fuck young Buck, Wayne Buck. He ain't about to do nothing. Young Buck was all over short and ready to go in, and out of nowhere, Lil Wayne picked up the ironing board, cocked it back, and was ready to swing on Buck with it when I jumped in between them to stop it. Old girl had Wayne about to tear it up in there that day. I'm not sure Wayne and Young Buck were falling in love with the girl or if she was putting it on them. Or was it reality that Wayne and Buck didn't get along? You dig? Yeah, man. That's chapter five. Cash Money Churn. Y'all already know, man. The autothugography of Turk. If y'all want the whole book, y'all know what to do. Go to lulu.com, type in the autothugography of Turk. Or follow me on my Instagram, hotboyturk underscore 32. DM me. Send that $30 through whatever way you got. Cash out, PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay, however. Make sure you send me your address and the name you want me to sign the autograph to. And you'll have the whole book. Or you just make sure you tune in next week for Chapter 6. It get better and better. Let's go to Auto Thug, I Can Feel Turk.